Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. Hey, Ryan. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Are you all stowed in or not yet? Yeah, we got a good pile of snow, so we're trying to take advantage of it. Well, probably about eight inches, I think, is what they said, but been going sledding and try to go cross country. Cross country, cross country. Oh, you can tell it's early. I can't speak at cross country skiing this morning or this weekend, rather. But um, all the rentals were taken. We got there like half an hour after open, and they were already snatched up. I don't know if it's the Olympics that have inspired people to all go out. <laughs> it, it, it was kind of the first opportunity you could go do rentals, so that was a bummer. But yeah. So, so when you say rentals, what are you renting? Uh, the ski equipment, so skis, boots, poles. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. If you, apparently, if you want to buy that stuff, you have to do it in like October, because we did go and see what would it be like to go to a sporting store, and they were completely wiped out. <laughs> it's almost like when the pandemic started, all the things that people needed to entertain their kids were bought, like in the first week, you know, trampolines and. And a whole bunch of um, those sorts of toys, you know, with lockdowns coming. Everything online was bought. <laughs> so, um, are you are you at home then, or are you are you traveling? I'm at home. I just uh, I just finished a workout, so I will be camera <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, everyone's so sensitive about that stuff, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but. I just sort of call now with one of the guys who just finished his workout. He also said, I'm not going to turn my camera on. I've just finished a workout. And I was like, well, it's okay. I mean, I, I have no, no scum, no shame. Um, you know, if, if, if we're on a call and I've just finished my workout, then I'll sit there and I'll sweat while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, each to their own, I guess. So a couple of articles we discussed this week. But uh, maybe, maybe st- well, I'll tell you what, maybe we start with the, we'll never return to the office, say, say two-fifths of the staff, that one. And then the other one, which, which I've, I sent you today, was employees returning to the office are disappointed because they kind of linked together. Sure. Sounds good. Um, so the first one, um, I thought this was interesting purely because they, they were finding that uh, it was a survey they did and – um, a good amount of staff were saying that they'd just never go back. And this was in the, um, in the Times, um, the UK, uh, UK Times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the research was done by YouGov, which is the government surveying thing. And, and they found, not surprisingly, that the majority, and we're talking 71% of people, preferred to work from, from home. And 58% believed they were more productive when they did um and there were there's a quarter of a quarter of the people surveyed 
had returned to work part time, but they still found that of that of that percentage, sixty three percent, so almost again a majority, said they actually found it more productive to work remotely, not necessarily work from home, but work remotely. One thing that um, this article did make me curious about is regional, um, country to country differences in remote work and in office work, both what the split is like now, um, what companies' attitudes are towards bringing people back, and then what employees themselves want um, in the long term. But I guess, you know, this seems pretty, I feel like most of the surveying I've seen about preferences for working from home tends to be in that 60 to 70 odd um, range. So it's, it's interesting, I guess, to see that reflected in January 2022, um, because I think a lot of that polling is from um, earlier, you know, mid- midway 2021, kind of before the wave of back to office was supposed to start. Well, I remember the UK has been trying to get back to normal, inverted commas, for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, barring the, the sort of faux pas in December when they, they red-listed a few countries, um, they, were still tar- they were still telling people to go to work, and they did do a work-from-home order. But even then, it was, it was a recommendation. It wasn't a, um, an instruction like it was during the actual um, pandemic. Well, or the main the main thrust of it. Um, what what was interesting for me out of this article is there's there's always been a push to get everyone back into the cities to go and work, but not really for the benefit of the people doing the commute um, to go to an office to sit on the phone all day, but more for the, the the sort of businesses that are reliant on that foot traffic. So your your big property owners that that own the buildings. Um, yeah, the businesses that pay those those leases, um, and then the, the the smaller businesses involved there, sort of your sandwich shops, your coffee shops, your you know all those jobs that are related to that. That was that was the thrust of the of the push to get people back. Um, but it was almost it's almost a senseless push because the people doing the actual work don't benefit from from any of those things really because they they're spending time away from home, they're spending time. Um, you know, being tired commuting, um, and I, and I, and that's what I find interesting. In this is that this article really expressed the balance between the two sort of counter uh, counter proposals, if you like, um, on on going back mm-hmm. to the old ways. Yeah, I think another um, interesting color in this article was that. of Tory supporters preferred working from home and that labor are equally as likely as conservatives to prefer to work from home that um, it's so, it has such a universal appeal that it it feels more like, you know, workers versus um, just the the company itself that this is, yeah, is where the push-pull. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the politics in this case really matter. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. the reason why they point that out is because the current government is is Tory or Conservatives, and the, mm-hmm. and the biggest the biggest opposition party is, is Labour. Um, but I don't think I don't think the politics, the you know, 
have any influence on it, except that obviously the government is is pushing for the return. Um, where where this sort of uh, where I've always thought you'd have to go back into the offices, and they do mention here that the peak the peak days of the week are the the Tuesday, the Wednesday, and the Thursday, um, which doesn't surprise me um, because you know even even in the old days, people used to always take the Friday as a work from home day, and, and it makes sense, you know, if you have a long week and and you can save yourself two hours of of travel. Um, especially when you, you're clashing with people traveling with tourists and the rest of traveling into London. Um, you, you do want to avoid that stuff and get that last little bit of, or, you know, good weather with your kids or, or whatever it is. Um, what was interesting and, and what I always thought was would be the case is people wanted to get into the office to collaborate. But the other article that I shared with you this morning kind of says that that's not working either. So, so people are thinking, well, I'll come into the office to collaborate with, with my peers, but they're just spending the time at the office on the phone with people at other offices or other locations who haven't come into the office. And they're not really getting the collaboration that, that they thought they were going to get unless they're booking a, a dedicated workshop or something like that because it's, it's, not, it's not as, as simple as, as it's made out to be. Yeah, I think – that is the kind of trap of hybrid and getting the hybrid model right is that it really is almost, um, and this is all, you know, just thinking it through in theory, but if you're not orchestrating it to a point where you would have um, certain employees in coming in at the same time to be able to take advantage of, say, like a, a team meeting in person, um, if you're not coordinating any of the collaborative or like activity-based elements of coming back, um, mm. you are, it, it is just kind of like your office is a coffee shop or um, it kind of gets default turned into a, um, like a WeWork or something like that because if, if it's not, um, I think coordination of, of employees is one thing and teams. The other thing is, are you redesigning your office to support that? Do people still have their old kind of one-to-one -one desk model where they, you know, could be sitting alone at their old desk um, on the other side of the office from the few people who chose to come in that day. So there's a lot of... Um, I, I could see how it could easily default to just everyone being on call still and it not really feeling like there's much advantage to going in besides maybe some peace and quiet, depending on what your home life oh, yeah. uh, Well, exactly. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I've, I've sat there and I thought there's a couple of times in a week where I've just wanted to go somewhere different and work. And if I had an office to go to, I'd probably, do, I'd probably go that day, even if there's no one there that I need to see. But to have, you know, maybe a, a break from home, the adventure of traveling out. I mean, I was in, I was in, I was in office last week, Wednesday, last week, Thursday for, for a day. It was just nice, you know, different people, different things to talk about. But they weren't, they weren't my work colleagues, but they were, I was in a shared working space and it just gave me a bit more stimulation. So I could see that working. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this article was talking also about how the, the culture of the business um, you know, pre 
pre-work from home versus now hasn't changed. And I think that's going to be another thing that that will be surprising to some. They might expect that um, by going back, it will be more improved because everyone's, you know, realize they appreciate the office or, or not. And um, it's it's more on the not side. Mm. Yeah. I think another, um, just another hypothesis, I guess, but in terms of the uh, percent of people, the 61% who hoped for many, more in-person collaboration when they went back to the office, um, there's a gap. Only 49% actually report experiencing more cooperation. And I think, I almost wonder how much the working this way has changed people's behaviors when it comes to speaking with colleagues throughout the day or going over and maybe interrupting someone um, or even just having more chit chat if we've kind of just the level of that has lowered and we're used to this new baseline and people just continue to work in those habits that they built up. Yeah, I, I could believe, I could definitely see that. I mean, I, I, I uh, you know, you've just mentioned you got off a workout, you know, another person I'm just playing just got off a workout. So, so that, that's just that flexibility of, um, I'm going to go do, I'm going to go squeeze in 30 minutes now. And I mean, I'm, I've been using Apple Fitness again, so now I've got the I've got more options. I've got to squeeze in a quick workout. Um, I've got this call in, in 30 minutes, so I can do my workout. I'll, I'll end the workout a little bit early. I'll I'll join the call. I'll do my stretching while I'm on the phone, um, sitting in my lounge. And um, you know, once that's done, I'll go and have a shower, and then I'm I'm ready for the rest of my day. You you can't really do that if you're in the office. Um, and like my wife is just coming now, she's taking my son to, to a, a horse riding lesson. Um, if I was in the office and she needed to talk to me about it, she'd have to phone me, which would just which would disturb me, uh, or she couldn't get hold of me, which means a message or something. So you end up with creating a stress, which I think is also something that people, at least for kids, are are more appreciative of because they're at home or, or near a home because they're working in a satellite office rather than the one that they had to get to. Um, that's a big factor too. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's that's something else to, you know, the technology has given us this this gift of work anywhere, you know, anytime, any device, and it almost it's counter counterintuitive to to not do it that way. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we've we've proven that it is effective. Um, I've also seen people. There's, you know, there's also an, an idea that if we're all working from home, what does that mean for advancement and kind of visibility? Um, could it hurt your prospects towards things like promotion? And I think there are um, unanswered questions there, but I've seen people challenge that um, as kind of a a given as well, um, but it is it are it. I think those scenarios are kind of besides um, you know those collaborative um, opportunities. I still think about things like um, people who are are just joining the workforce or people who might not be as visible and could miss out on things like promotions 
um, for not being in person or kind of just the other, the other ways we were kind of trained to work around the office that maybe don't translate as well remotely. Yeah, look, I think, I think a lot of organizations where promotions are subjective uh, and not objective uh, or, or uh, recognition. Um, in some respects, I think having everyone distributed has made it easier for me to see and from my personal experience now uh, how effective someone actually is in doing what they do. Uh, and in and, and the same time, ineffective. Whereas, you know, you could have a whole bunch of people in an office and you're not going to watch what they're doing because you see them at your desk and you that almost ticks a box that they're working. doesn't necessarily mean they're yeah. working more effectively or more efficiently. But because, you know, most of my team is remote, uh, and I say that because I, I do know some guys go to an office a couple of times in a week, um, I've got to reach out to them, ask them what they're doing and how they're doing and, and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's for me been better, and I think that, that there are tools and ways. I mean, we've had a couple of people talk about it on the podcast where the way they've handled it, handled it differently, which I think mm-hmm. is good. Um, you know, a morning check in, a daily scrum. Um, you know, just just instant messaging chats. You know, just keeping in touch. I got you know various people in different life situations. You know, guys buying houses, selling houses, that sort of. You know, having kids, that sort of thing. And and having that flexibility that they can just join a call at the hospital or or chat that they can't join a call because they you know something's happened and they're on the, on the run, I think that that's made it um, a more human interaction. Um, whereas in some organisations I've worked in, you know, the, the thought that you'd get up from your desk to go to rush home was almost you get a fun, almost a funny look before you left. Mm-hmm. Um, from people watching you leave, even though even though you, you know your your team's fine with it, um, so I think I think those things have have been taken out of the equation, which makes um, the, the security of working from home that much better. Um, and I also think you know if you've got the means, and I, and, and I think there are there are people that don't have the means, so so going to an office makes sense for them. And I'm not saying they shouldn't go, or shouldn't have an office to go to, but if you've got the means and you can work from home. You probably find your equipment, your setup, all that stuff is better suited to what you want to do anyway. Um, and I think that's a factor too. No, definitely. I was just thinking about how um, when you're talking about the idea of that that presenteeism just being visible and your boss assuming that you're working because you're at your desk, um, how the uh, – We've exchanged that for the um, chat message or chat um, act- activity status. So if you're on Teams, you know, you have that green bubble. If you're on Slack, you have a similar green bubble. Um, and then you can set different statuses if you're, you know, away or do not disturb or whatnot. But that's what we have now to say is <laughs> someone um, – actively sitting at their desk uh and there's been a lot i've seen a lot of um just joking um content where people are like wiggling their mouth or <laughs> like i think there's still there is still some of that presenteeism um you know whether or not people are paying as much attention because you're not going to 
I would I would hope no boss out there is staring at their team statuses all day, making sure they're green. No, no. Look, I mean, I know I've been on a few group chats with with guys that explain how the the ways they the ways they've gone to make themselves look like they're busy the whole day and working. Um, from delayed emails to buy, there's, there's actually a USB stick you can buy that you plug in, and that'll jiggle your mouse for you every uh, 15 minutes. I mean, you know, you got to you got to admit there's <laughs> there's some, um, or at least sends a signal that your mouse is moving, and, and that actually was the technical solution because the the VPN would kick you off if you, if there wasn't activity regularly mm. or something. I, I can't remember exactly what the situation was. So there are people that are gonna, they are going to take liberties and and. You know, we've all had days where whether you're in the office or at home where you, you haven't worked a full day because of various things, personal stuff that's going on. And that's it's also okay because there's days where you work 14, 15 hours and you know, either way you still get paid the same. Um, and I think there's a, there's a level of, of that that, that um, people have to, um, what's the word, give themselves a break with. That mm. uh, it, it's 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 not all just because you work from home and you've got the extra three hours a day doesn't mean you you have to work those three hours either. Um, sometimes you do because you're in the in the, in the flow, um, but it shouldn't be an expectation from anyone that you that's only work you do in that time. Yeah, I mean I think that I I feel like I mean it, I'm sure it's very company to company and and whatnot. But I think that. Um, being flexible and kind of having the permission or trust to get, you know, to take advantage of that flexibility um, to just make your life a little bit less stressful. I I think there is a general acceptance of that. Um, That is a really positive outcome of all of, all of this. Yeah, look, it, I mean, it, we, you know, no, no one would wish a pandemic again, but I think some, some of the things have been better um, or made things look better for, for, for us, generally speaking. Um, and I think one of those things, which we could talk about before, is, is the technology uplift um, across the board. I think that just makes things easier. There was a headline today um, for the South African schools all going back in as normal. Um, but I don't, I don't think it will be normal because I think what will happen is, you know, the the infrastructure that's been improved because of having to work remotely that will will still will still improve the education systems, and I think it'll be the same in, in many other places. Yeah, I mean, even um, even just uh, the amount that Google Docs changed things, and and more kids having um, devices in school, and this was like. I don't know, a, a decade ago. Um, I can only imagine how with all of these virtual learning tools, the kids are um, just very advanced in their um, ability to take advantage of that technology by this point. Um, so, that, so the kids in South Africa hadn't been back to in-person schooling yet. That's a new... Yeah, so they so we're back in today. Uh, what they'd been doing last year was they were doing alternate days, um, mm. and that was just to reduce, obviously, um, the spread of the virus and all that stuff. So you'd have situations where kids would be at home the whole week, or they'd come in 
every other day, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, or something like that. Um, and in order to do that, they had to obviously make the technology work for them. Um, so there's been quite a few um, platforms built and delivered last year. So that's been quite positive to see. Um, the big challenge, obviously, with all of that is a lack of equipment um, in the poorer schools. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, in those cases, they've just they've just ignored the the, the COVID requirements and just gone to school, um, which is good. You know, they've they've got the education. And to be fair, the the, the sort of infection rate here has been so low for so long. Um, I think their risks were, were not that great. Uh, but I'm not a doctor, so. <laughs> you know, don't, don't quote me on this, um, but but I think yeah, as I say, the, the the thing they make to school today. I think the important thing for for kids in school is is the social skills, and I think you made that point earlier that we've we've lost those social skills by not going back to the office. So I think that's where it's it's good to go back to the office. At least if you could meet some of your some of your colleagues face to face and get to know them mm -hmm. as humans is important. Um, but as I say, it, it should be. Um, an adventure, not uh, a, a forced on you requirement. Yeah, no, I, I think there's the right way to go in in a a, a forced way that that really doesn't make any sense to make people do. So. Cool. Um, all right, you need to tie up here. Yeah, I think we good. That was great. Okay. Super. All right, thanks, Heather. We'll chat to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.